We're listening to Jim Rohn. But I get this letter from the bank. How to live your best life. Since the company cannot perform its obligation to pay this quarter of a million dollars, and since we have here your personal guarantee, would you please send us your check for a quarter of a million dollars? I said, hey, hold it, hold it. There must be some mistake here. I signed that first note, and they paid it all back. I wouldn't have signed the second note. I didn't sign the second note. Well, what I didn't know I had originally signed was a continuing guarantee. So, now I know what the word continuing means. <laughs> I'm asking you to study a little law, know what to sign, know how to defend yourself. Say, hey, we'll get back, don't sign too quickly. I mean, there's all kinds of things here. Be a student, be lazy in learning. How to defend as well as nourish. How to grow as well as take care of your enemies. You gotta learn. That's your library. Indicate that you're a serious student about personal relationships with your family, gifts and skills, economics, and all the rest. Here's the next one. Economics. We're gonna study that when we come back from our break. Economics. We're gonna cover especially for the kids today, how to become financially independent. We're going to let the adults listen. <laughs> I've been teaching kids for the last 18, 19 years how to be rich by 40, 35 if you're extra bright. Most kids think they're extra bright. They go for 35 or much sooner if you find a unique opportunity. We're going to get into that. Be a student of economics. Next, culture, sophistication. Don't leave that out of your life. Culture, sophistication. Culture is part of the fabric of the nation. Culture is what makes us different dogs and animals. Culture is what makes us different from the barbarians. Culture, sophistication. Be a student of the dance, the art, the music, all the rest of those extraordinary human values that are possible for us all to participate in as well as to enjoy. Be a student of culture. And the last one is spirituality. Study it from the Bible and all the related books about spirituality. If you're a believer, study it. Or even if you're not a believer. Let your library show you're a serious student. Next, keep a journal. Show said, Mr. Owen, not only be a student, but the good ideas that you develop from the books. Keep a separate journal. Write all this stuff down. Here's what he said. Don't trust your memory. If you're serious about becoming wealthy and powerful, sophisticated, healthy, influential, culture, unique, keep it true. Don't trust your memory. If you listen to something valuable, write it down. If you come across something important, write it down. Write it down. Now, I used to take notes on pieces of paper and torn off corners and backs of old envelopes and restaurant placemats and long sheets and narrow sheets and little sheets and pieces thrown in a drawer. Found out. Best way. Keep a journal. I've been keeping these journals now since age 25. It makes up a valuable part of my own learning, and it's a valuable part of my library. My own journals now form a good portion of my life. I'm trying to get kids to do like I do, be a buyer of empty books. 
treasures to leave behind. Number one is your pictures. Take a lot of pictures. Ever look back, right? Two or three generations, just a handful of photographs way back there. Wouldn't it be something if there was album after album, thousands of pictures to help tell the story? A picture's worth a thousand words. Don't be lazy in capturing the event. How long does it take to capture the event? A fraction of a second. How long does it take to miss the event? A fraction of a second. Errors in judgment or disciplines take lots of pictures. Help tell the story. I go to Taiwan to lecture. Taipei. Cool. Taiwan. Grand Hotel. Beautiful place. place. I got a thousand students. Guess how many cameras? Thousand. One thousand cameras. <laughs> they all bring their cameras. They wouldn't miss the event, take pictures. It takes me more time to take pictures than it does to do the lectures. Here's my new American friend. Here's my new American friend. Click, click, save it. Got it. Thousand words. Each one. Scenario. Don't miss the picture. When you're gone, one of the things to leave behind the treasure and picture. Next, your library. A library that you gathered, that taught you, that instructed you, that helped you to defend your ideals, that helped you to develop a philosophy, that helped you to become wealthy and powerful and healthy and sophisticated and unique. A library that helped you conquer some disease, a library that helped you to conquer poverty, a library that caused you to walk away from the ghetto, the library, the books that instructed you fed your mind and fed your soul. Leave your library behind. One of the greatest gifts you can leave behind is your library. Stepping stones out of the darkness into the light. Leave your books behind. Your books will be more valuable than your couch. Books, books, books. <laughs> and third is your journals. The ideas that you picked up. The notes you took at seminars like this. Wherever you found an occasion to gather, and put it in here so you can go back over, go back over. Repetition is the mother of skill. Read it one more time, learn it one more time, 
see if you can't digest it one more time. Let it coach you one more time. Let it teach you one more time. Let it inspire you one more time. Words or inspiration. <laughs> the lyrics of a song. And not just read it once. That's why we put our stuff on cassettes. So you can go through it again and again and again. Cassettes. If you hear a beautiful song that does something to you, you don't say, well, that's enough. Don't need to hear that again. No. Wouldn't you want to hear it again, hear it again, hear it again? Let it instruct you, let it feed you, let it teach you, take you on wings of emotional journeys. Wouldn't you want to do that again? The answer is yes. That's what's so important. Here's what's important. One of the things we do that's your journal. All the stuff you took the meticulous time to gather. One of the greatest proofs that you were a serious student. Taking pictures, that's pretty easy. Buying a book at a bookstore, that's pretty easy. Here's one that's a little more challenging. Be student enough of your own life, your own future, and your own destiny. Be student enough to take the time to keep the notes to keep the journal. I'm so glad you did. What a treasure to leave behind when you go. Journals. I wouldn't be without mine now. I'm in Carmel, California, one of my favorite places. It's where I wrote my first book called Seasons of Life. I went to this little church one Sunday morning. First time I'd been there. A little small church. Hi, baby. 150 people. Hi, Classic Hi, baby. sermon that morning. Classic sermon. One of the best I've ever heard in all of my life. I happened to be there. And I have my journal. While this sermon was going on, I can't believe it. It was so precise. It was so unique. It was so powerful. And I've got my journal. And I'm taking notes. Taking notes of this classic sermon. Now, guess how many other people were taking notes? Approximately, guess. How many do you suppose? It looked like, best as I could tell, I'm the only one taking notes of this classic sermon. Now, since I'm a stranger there, and it's the first time I've been there, and I'm taking these notes... People started looking, who is he, what's he doing? I started feeling just a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm still right. Now I'm feeling kind of like a spy. <laughs> I could hear some of them say, he's going to get out of here with some of this stuff. And I did. I did. I'm the guy that walked away with the stuff. I'm asking you to be no less sincere and be no less committed to the advancement of your philosophy, the set of the sale. Talk about have your best year ever this year, and then get ready for next year, your very best year ever, and they'll start being the best, the best, the best year after year. If you'll commit yourself to some of this simple stuff called personal development, start with a walk around the block. Start with the refinement of your philosophy. Start with the teaching of your own fabulous mind. We're all Hello, the answers baby. I can only give you a few answers from my own experience. All the magical answers are within the confines of your own mind. But it takes the books, it takes the cassettes, it takes the videos, personal conversation, sermons, lyrics from songs, dialogue from the movie. Let your heart be stirred by words. Look at that, she keeps walking around better. Part of your personal development quest. Now here's the last subject on personal development just before we take our break. Like you're feeling better, huh? Isn't this good stuff? Tell you, this stuff changed my life. Turned me every way but loose. I've never been the same since the teacher gave me some of this simple instruction. How to go from where you are to where you want to go. How to go from what you are to what you want to become. How to go from pennies to treasure. How to go from nothing to fortune. It's all within the confines of this stuff that I've been trying to share with you. 
laboring best I can. Words are clumpy at the truck. <laughs> He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's extraordinary kid. And why is it? When he's there, he doesn't miss anything. Here's a good phrase for you to jot down. Wherever you are, be there. Be there to absorb it all. Be there to soak it up. Take a picture if you can. But take pictures of your mind. Let your soul and heart take pictures. Get it. Capture it. Absorb it. Such an important ability to develop. The ability to get it. Don't miss it. Be casual in getting it. Key phrase. Casualness leads to casualties. That's a word. Second. Learn to respond. Learn to what? The ability to respond means let life touch you. Don't let it kill you, but let it touch you. Let sad things make you sad. Let happy things make you happy. I'm telling you, give in to the emotion. Let the emotion strike you. Not just the words, not just the image. Let the feeling strike you. Let the emotion strike you. Here's what's important. Our emotions need to be as educated as our intellect. Our emotions need to be educated as well as our intellect. It's important to know how to feel. It's important to know how to respond. It's important to let life in. Let it touch you. I'm the greatest guy in the world to take to the movies. I get into a good mood. I want a good mood. Make me laugh. Make me cry. Scare me to death. Teach me something. Take me high. Take me low. Just don't leave me as I was when I came in. Touch me. 
Do something too. I picked up the newspaper in Australia. The advertisement says, see Dr. Zhivago on the big screen. I said, my God. I gotta go see it on the big screen. I'd seen it, you know, two, three times before, but the big screen. I love the old theaters, right? The balconies and the chandeliers and the draperies and all that stuff, the big screen. So I go one more time, see Dr. Zhivago, and sure enough, I'm swept away one more time. Story of the Russian Revolution, Dr. Zhivago and that Scenario. I had always missed the importance of the ending of that movie until this time. The other times I missed it, I'm telling you, this time, I got it. What's up? Are you okay? Comrade General said, Tanya, how did you come to be lost? Hi, baby. Oh. After he found her, right? said, how did you come to be lost? And she said, well, I was just lost. He said, no, how did you come to be lost? She said, well, we were... You know, the city was on fire when we were running to escape, and I was lost. He said, no, how did you come to be lost? That's what she didn't want to say. She finally pressed her again, how did you come to be lost? He said, well, she said, well, while we were running through the city and it was on fire, my father let go of my hand. That's what she didn't want to say. Comrade General, I'm telling you, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Komarovsky was not here. <laughs> I'm asking you to get it. Absorb. Respond. Maybe you heard the story about the the evangelist here in Texas, way back in the horse and buggy days. Used to put up his uh, tent in you know these various Texas towns and old And he put up his tent, one of these towns, expecting <laughs> a big crowd to come and hear him preach. And he got there the first night of the tent revival, and he walked inside the tent, it was empty. And he thought, something must be wrong. He waited till 8 o'clock, nobody showed up. He waited till 8.15. Wandered up on his horse, tied his horse up outside, came in, sat down on the front bench. So the preacher thought, well, at least I better go down and talk to the cowboy. So he goes down and talks to the cowboy, and he says, cowboy, I don't know what to tell you. He said, I'm the preacher. And this tent was supposed to be for people. And he said, something's gone wrong. I
we should do the best you can. So he got kind of inspired by this conversation with the cowboy. Jumped up on the platform, started to preach at a distance. And he was so inspired, he just kept going, kept going, went for an hour, went for an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. Finally, wound down and quit. You like this Come down off the platform, talked to the cowboy again, said, Well, cowboy, what did you think of my sermon? The cowboy said, Well, I'm not a preacher, so I can't really tell. I'm just a cowboy. But he said, I know this. If I went out to feed my cattle and only one showed up, I'd feed it, but I wouldn't dump the whole load on it. Oh. If it seems like we're dumping the whole load here today, I guess we really are. But you guys are working hard. Does anybody have four pages of notes? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. My Now firmly in your consciousness. 
firmly in your experience bank so that you've got it so that it never disappears good ability to acquire the ability to reflect go back over remember 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 it's so valuable to be able to remember the thought remember the idea remember the experience remember the occasion remember the day remember the weather remember the emotion remember the complexity remember the highs remember the lows so valuable at the end of the day lock that day in lock the month in lock the week in lock the year in old testament says a unique scenario unfolded according to the law and that was they worked nine years and the tenth year was a sabbatical tenth year work nine take the tenth year and not just to relax not just to replenish not maybe just to get physically in shape change of pace we call it in the modern society but not just for that i'm sure that in ancient days that sabbatical was to go over the last nine years what went right and what went wrong and what worked well and what didn't work well and how did you practices. grow and how did you learn and how did you change <clears throat> and what practices. have you got now after nine years that you didn't have at the beginning of the nine years see that's so valuable a sabbatical a sabbatical it's time it's time there's also something to be said for solitude when you reflect sometimes you can reflect with somebody husband and wife reflect on the past year right parents reflect with their children on the past year how did we do it how did we do it how can we improve Colleagues can reflect with each other. Now, here's one of the most important. You've got to learn to reflect with yourself. There's something to be said for Something to be said for taking those occasions to shut out the world and shut out everything else for a while. For a while. I've got a motorhome. I do. My motorcycle on the back. I head for the mountains and ride the cheap where there's very few human beings. We're out of the desert somewhere. It's called my time to get away. When you live a very public life, you treasure solitude. A chance to reflect, go back over my life, go back over my skills, go back over my experiences. Alone, alone. There are some things you need to do alone. Ponder, think. Study, absorb, soak in, see if you can't become better this year than you were last year, better the next nine than you were the first. Hi, Mimi. Hi, baby. There's even a more modern advice that says go to the closet for time of meditation, time of prayer. Go to the closet. Closet meaning what? Away. Even a graphic description of you to enter into your closet and what? Got some students here, I'm sure. What? For what? Just to shut out everything. Life is experience, 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 and touching and seeing and looking and doing and acting and disciplines and all the stuff. But sometimes, this is where this reflecting is so important. Shut the door. Just shut the door. Wonder, prayer, contemplation, thinking, 
telling you it's difficult to get through. So many things to do, it's difficult to get through. But times of solitude, times to reflect. So this is so valuable, learn to reflect. Now here's why it's important to reflect. To make the past more valuable to serve you for the future. Here's what's really powerful, learning to gather up the past and invest it in the future. Gather up today and invest it in tomorrow. Gather up this week and invest it in the next week. Gather up this year and invest it in the next year. See, that's so powerful. Rather than just hanging on one more year, hanging in there, seeing what's going to happen. Learn, study. This is part of the personal development quest. Becoming better than you are, more valuable than you are. Not just in terms of economics, in terms of motherhood, in terms of fatherhood, in terms of being a better brother, a better colleague, making a better contribution to the family, to society, to the community, to the church, to the office, to the commitment to the partnership. doesn't matter what it is that has value. Work on yourself, then you bring more value to the partnership, to the marriage, to the franchise, to the corporation, to the enterprise, to the community, to the nation. Self-development, personal development. The best contribution you can make to someone else is self-development, not self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice only earns contempt. Self-development earns respect. Good point. Hey, the mother who says, I'm just going to give up my life for my children. Self-sacrifice is not noble. Self-investment is noble from self-development. If I work on myself and become more valuable, think of what that'll do for our friendship. I used to use the old expression, you take care of me and I'll take care of you. I found out how shallow and short-ended that is. And I changed it to read like this, I'll take care of me. This is part of it, the personal development, that we work harder on ourselves than we do on our job. Now we bring that to the friendship. Now we bring that to the marriage. Now we bring that to the family relationship and the father and the mother. And we develop the strength and we develop the power. It takes, I think, this scenario.
don't, here's what happens. We call it the law of diminishing intent. We intend to when the idea strikes us. We intend to when the emotion is high. But now if you don't translate that into action fairly soon, now the intent starts to diminish, diminish, diminish. And a month from now, it's cold. A year from now, it can't be found. So act, set up a discipline when the emotions are high and the idea is strong, clear, powerful. That's the time to set up the discipline. Somebody talks about good health and you're stirred. Right, you need to get a book on nutrition. Get the book before the idea passes and before the emotion gets cold. Go for the book, start the library, start the process. Fall on the floor, do some push-ups. Action, gotta take action. Otherwise, the wisdom is wasted. Otherwise, the emotion soon passes. Unless you put it into a disciplined activity. Capture. Disciplines is called how to capture the emotion and how to capture the wisdom and translate it into equity. Disciplines. Now, here's what's important about discipline. All disciplines affect each other. In fact, here's a good philosophical thing. Everything affects everything else. Nothing stands alone. You'll be naive in saying, well, this doesn't matter. I'm telling you, everything matters. There are some things that matter more than others, but there isn't anything that doesn't matter. We all get a man who says, well, this is the only place I let down. Key to take on every letdown affects the rest. Sure enough. You say, well, it's just going to affect my sales. No, it's going to affect your consciousness. 
It's going to affect your philosophy. Now you've begun in the slightest way to affect your own philosophy. Here's the problem with the least neglect. Neglect starts as an infection. And if you don't take care of it, it becomes a disease.
guy specializes in happy hour, but he doesn't have a car. <laughs> and now readily and quickly blames the government, blames his company, and blames policy, and blames the pay scale. When if you only knew, they joined the 3%. Here's my advice to you today. Walk away from the 97%.
smallest of discipline starts the process of life change. You'll invest in this thing called discipline. You can have whatever you wish. It's called the beginning miracle. Now here's the last clue on discipline. Do the best you can. We covered earlier, but here's a good scenario for the do the best you can. I've got a good question for you. Is the best you can do all you can do? The answer is no. You haven't been into push-ups lately. I can't imagine why, but let's say... And let's say the best you can do is five. And you look up at the rest of us and say, hey, five is the best I can do. We can tell by the look on your face. That's probably true. Five is the best you can do. Now, is five all you can do? The answer is no. If you rest a little, you can do five more. And if you rest a little, you can do five more. And if you rest a little, you can do 15 more. How did we get from 5 to 15? It's a miracle. And if you rest a little, you can do 15. Rest a little, you can do 15. Rest a little, you can do 20. How did you get from 5 to 20? It's a miracle. Dude, I love this guy. <laughs> did you know you can keep doing that? Do a little more, rest a little, do a little more, rest a little, and finally get up to 50 push-ups? Is it possible to get up to 50 push-ups? Of...
listen to a dynamic sermon, read a book, listen to some cassettes, take seriously the next conversation of a friend who wants to level with you and do something about it. You can walk away from the 97%, not live there anymore. Because if you don't, the next six years of your life will be like the last six. Mr. Show said to me, Mr. Rohn, six years now you've been working, I'm telling you the next six years of your life is going to be like the last six unless you take advantage and start making these personal changes. I made the changes, totally revolutionized my life. So take a look at the next five years of your life. It's going to be like the last five unless, 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 unless you change. And if you will change, everything will change. Join the five percent. Ten years from now, the numbers are going to be the same. But I'm telling you, some faces in this audience can change and start showing up in the 3% crowd and the 5% crowd and the 10% crowd and thereby dynamically affect your life and your future. Develop these strengths. Now here's the last ability. Develop the ability to share. Pass along to someone else. If you've picked up a good idea today, pass it along. Don't let it stay. Pass it along. A book, if you take one of these little books I've suggested home and it affects you, pass along. Say, hey, I found a book. Really helped me. I found a book. Got me thinking. I found a book. Changed my health. I found a book. Got me inspired. Pass it along. Pass it along. Pass it along. Here's what's exciting about sharing. If you share with 10 different people, they get to hear it once. You get to hear it 10 times. So it's probably going to do more for you than it is for them. But it's called what? Everybody wins. When somebody shares, everybody wins. Share your ideas. Share your experiences. Share your knowledge. You can have just as much pleasure as I do. I said, giving this seminar, this is one of my joys in life. Give a seminar like this, make the best investment I can of words and spirit and heart and soul and time, energy. I don't have to work this hard. But I gladly work this hard. Why? I want the return. Your words touch my life. See, that's heavyweight stuff. You can't buy it with money. But I'm telling you, you can get the same thing started by recommending a book. Somebody will read that book, and then they'll read another one, and they'll read another one, and they'll come to you someday and say, you got me started. That book you recommended turned my lights on, turned my mind around, got me thinking, got me pondering, and I've been on track ever since. You can get just as much praise as I do if you'll share, share with your children, share with your colleagues, share with everybody that comes within your grasp, share. Now, here's what sharing does. Not only helps you, helps the person you share with here's what else it does makes you bigger than you are if i had a glass of water up here and it was full question can that glass hold any more water if it's full if the glass is full can it hold any more water the answer is yes but for it to hold more you got to pour out that's what I'm asking you to do. If you're full of ideas, if you're full of good things, I'm asking you to pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. Why? I'm telling you, more will be poured in, poured in, poured in. Next, when you do pour out, you become bigger. Not like a glass that stays the same. Human beings have the ability to grow in consciousness and awareness and capacity. It's unlimited. Capacity. I found out kids don't lack capacity. When I grew up, my father spoke German, never talked. My mother spoke French, never talked.
were trying to get away from all the old world languages back then. Had no concept how valuable languages were going to be in the Same future. Same thing with my no. mom. So they abandoned the German, abandoned the French. I could have learned all three languages instead of just English. My girls went to high school, went to school in Beverly Hills. They turned that around. In first grade now, in Beverly Hills school system, they offer three languages besides English. French, German, Spanish. Why? Because kids can learn two languages just as easy as one. Question, how many languages can a child learn? Here's how many. As many as you'll take the time to teach them. They do not lack capacity. They only lack teachers. Wow. And I'm telling you the same thing as with you. You don't lack capacity. But here's how you expand your capacity. That is to share what you've got. Now you get bigger. Share some more. Now you get bigger. I'm here for a very self-interest reason. If I share with you, my consciousness grows. If I share with you, I get to hear this again. Somebody asked me not long ago, said, Mr. Ron, how are you doing with all this stuff? You get on everybody's case pretty hard. How are you doing with all this stuff you teach? I said, well, <laughs> best I can share with you is this. Listen to me very carefully, but don't watch me too close. <laughs> this stuff's easier to lecture on than it is to do. I understand that. I'm working on it just like you. But hey, pour out what you've got so that your capacity grows. Now, why should you want your capacity to grow? Very self-interest reason. Here it is. To hold more of the next experience. You mean to tell me that sitting in this audience, some people will get more out of it than others? And the answer is yes. Of course. You haven't been into expanding your own capacity lately. You might not get much from this seminar. But if you've been into expanding your capacity, and you've been sharing, and you've been doing all this stuff, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what all this could mean to you today. This chance to grow, change, develop, absorb, take in. I'm asking you to expand and grow so you can hold more of the next experience. Some people can't be very happy. You can pour happiness out on the whole world. Some people can't be very happy. Why? They're not big enough. If you're small, you don't get much. Small in comprehension, small in the ability to think and wonder. Small in appreciation, no matter how much is poured out. Prosperity can be poured out on the whole country. Some people don't get much why. They're too small, too small in their thinking, too small in their ability to share, have not expanded to their full capacity. Don't be like that. Now, some people aren't going to get much because they've got their cup turned upside down. You couldn't put anything in. Learn to share. It's a glorious, glorious experience. Okay, enough on personal development. Let's cover now setting goals. Let me show you something to turn me every way but loose. I've never been the same since I found out about it. Learning how to set goals. Not long after I met Mr. Schultz, we're having breakfast one morning. Mr. Schultz said, Mr. Rohn, now that we've gotten acquainted, we know each other fairly well, he said, maybe one of the best ways I can help you, he said, let me see your current list of goals. Let's go over them and talk about them. And I said, what? I don't have a list. He said, well, Mr. Rohn, if you don't have a list of your goals, he said, I can guess your bank balance within a few hundred dollars which he did. 
that got my attention. I said, you mean my bank balance would change if I had a list of goals? He said, drastically. So that day I became a student of setting goals. And I've used it to dynamically affect my life. I've taught it to some of my business colleagues. We use it to do business around the world. Setting goals. It can turn out to be a drama for your life. Here's what goals are. Your vision of the future. Your vision of the future. Now, there's two ways to face the future. One, with apprehension. Number two, with anticipation. Guess how most people face the future? With apprehension. Why? Major reason why. They don't have it well designed. They've left the design of their future to somebody else. And if you don't make plans of your own, guess what? You'll probably fall into someone else's plans. Guess what someone else may have planned for you? Not much. You got to make a list of this not much stuff. I'm telling you, people all their lives count on this not much list. If all of your negative relatives all turn positive, what will that do for your future? Not much. If prices come down a little, what will that do for your future? Not much. If the economy gets a little better, what will that do for your future? Not much. If circumstances get a little better, what will that do? Not much. If the weather gets a little better over the next few years, that'll do. Not much. I mean, you could go right down this whole scenario list. Most people all their lives with their fingers crossed count on this not much list. That's why 10 years from now they'll be driving what they don't want to drive, living where they don't want to live, wearing what they don't want to wear, doing what they don't want to do, having what they don't want to have, maybe become what they didn't want to become. And it all starts by counting on something that's not going to count much. You say, well, then how can my life dramatically change? You got to count on yourself. Here's one of the things you've got to count on. Your ability to design the future. It's called the promise. And the promise of the future, if you'll design it well, can have an awesome effect on your life. But if you face the future with apprehension, you'll take hesitant steps all day, uncertain steps all day. And if you take uncertain steps all day for six years, you can imagine how empty your life can be. We've got to help our kids with the promise of the future. Now, here's what's connected to the promise, the price, the price to pay. But I'm telling you, the price is easy if the promise is clear. One of the better notes to make for today. The price is easy if the promise is clear and powerful. But the price seems almost too much to pay, too much to get over, too much to accomplish if the promise isn't clear, if the promise isn't powerful. I'm telling you, kids will pay the disciplines if they can see the promise. One of our biggest challenges as parents in the 90s is to help our kids see the promise of the future. That's why I'm teaching financial independence, how to become wealthy and powerful and sophisticated and healthy and unique. All of the stuff kids would hope to go for. It's all possible. This is America. That's the promise of the future. The price, a few simple disciplines practiced every day. And I'm telling you, the kids will pay the price of the simple disciplines if they can see the promise of the future. But if they can't see... They don't want to pay. And the same is true of all of us. We will pay the most extraordinary disciplines if we can see the promise of the future. 
call setting goals. So I'm asking you to get a handle on the future. I'm asking you not to leave it to anyone else. Not, don't leave it to the company. Companies got their own goals. I'm asking you to set your own goals, your personal goals. Income goals and financial goals and health goals and spiritual goals and 